So that's good stuff though. Uh non-locality is one of the biggest problems in physics. Uh non Okay, I need to learn how to read. Non-locality, one of the biggest problems in physics is easily solved with the simulation theory by what I was just talking about. Uh the double slit experiment if you send light through a single slit object it forms a clump to it creates that interference, what we just talked about, which that experiment blew my mind, dude. Like, that was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that the basis of it is, like, what changed it was the act of looking at it. Okay, so if we're, gonna, if we're going to assume that that's true... The observant among us would ask, why is that true? So, the laws of everything that is here is built around being a wave unless it's a, you're observed, okay? Or whatever, yeah. essentially. If this is a simulation, a creation of some higher processor means of displaying this, yeah. What the fuck is the purpose? I don't know. I know we don't know that, but I'm just saying, like, for a staunch atheist, for instance, that believes in these things, to believe in these things, I think anyone's at some point going to ask, okay, so if this is the way it is, why is it the way it is? Well, basically, simulation theory... As an atheist, it's easily it's easier to say that we are just a simulation being ran from someone else than it is to say that there's some almighty thing in the universe that has all power. It's basically the How same. How is it any different? It's giving saying- it a logical name, a logical reasoning other than Almighty, all powerful. Well, those are just adjectives. God over everything. Those, those, those are just adjectives. If you just take it at the root of what I mean, it's if anything saying, else, it's saying that we don't have to worship this thing, that we're just here because that's, they made that's us. A, that's a good point. Uh, my, the whole thing I'm, I'm trying to get at is yeah. if somehow we were able to prove who the creator of this simulation was, would it not? most likely be a uh, appropriate name to grant that person or that being as uh, as god i mean i don't know dude honestly man the more i look at science and the more i look at all of this stuff and 
That's pretty much everything on simulation theory that I have right now. And I know I probably butchered that. And there's a lot of stuff I don't understand. Like I said, the guys that come up with this information have been studying it for 50 years. I've been studying it for a week. So obviously I'm not going to have all the facts in order. But those are the basic ideas I'm going to put all this in show notes. You guys can go look all this stuff up yourselves. Probably put a poll on Facebook expressing <clears throat> yeah. what do you guys think, you know. But basically, the more I look into science, the more, like, I don't know. We don't, we don't necessarily need a god to define everything that's here. I guess the point I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make is taking personal bias of being anti-Christian or anti-Muslim, anti-Semitic or, you know, not being New Age. Take all of your preconceived notions of living on earth and, and, and seeing religions. Take, take all those notions away and just get down to the basis of the, the general concept of God, that it's a higher power, it's outside the realm of being limited by our limitations it has the power to create and has created us if you, if you take even just those three and i could probably name a bunch more you take yeah. just those three concepts of a god remove all the bullshit that we as humans have added to it how is it inseparable from the idea of simulation Unless simulation happened on its own accord with no intelligence, which I think is impossible. No, no one's saying that it happened with no intelligence. Obviously, the fact that simulation theory is a thing, it it points to intelligent life. Ultra intelligence. Yeah. But basically, what simulation theory is saying and other agnostic and atheist theories are saying is the fact that we don't have to put a divinity on life. Like just because sure. we're just because we're here, just because we don't understand where we came from, it's, it's doesn't not mean necessarily inherent that you have to worship this thing. Uh, so I was listening to the Christianity podcast today, and this guy was talking about some of the reasons he doesn't believe in God. The, one of the reasons he's an agnostic is uh, the Sam Harris thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is kind of off point, but kind of going back to sometimes like how primitive like all religions can kind of be the fact that basically in christianity we have um a god that demanded a human sacrifice in order for everyone to be free and he said if you you know you you talk about this to christians they literally cannot conceive the idea that the reason that they're accepted by this God is because a human sacrifice was made, just like the Aztecs would worship and sacrifice people to the sun God. We look at that as like primitive, but it's like not only was there a human sacrifice made, but apparently God had to send his son down for some reason who was an equal part of him and had to kill him in order. And and, and of course we go back to, well, blood, only blood could pay for blood and stuff like that. But don't you think that's kind of like a primitive way of looking at it? It is. Um, so my current persuasion about that. Because um, it seems is, primitive. Coming, it seems coming, like. 
it, it Mayan, is. Aztec it, it shit. Is. Uh, it is primitive and uh, directly mirrors in a lot of ways uh, other other uh, cultures at the time, uh, not strict to um, the, the Jewish way of life or the Christian early Christian way of life. But um, I listened to the Rob Bell podcast, Robcast, yeah. And he has a um, very intriguing thought process on um, kind of the correct way to read the Bible and um, from his opinion and his research. And I find it pretty persuasive in that he's saying it's very easy to look at, for instance, the story, because he used this exact um, scenario. It's very easy for a modern person today to look at the account in Genesis of the what would have been human sacrifice of Isaac and be like, that's a barbaric God. That's a logical, you know, one plus one equals two kind of way of looking at it. But on the flip side, when you look at the cultures that existed and that even Abram himself came from, the idea of human sacrifice, child sacrifice in particular, was rampant and was very common even outside of the Jewish or what would become the Jewish God, Yahweh. So it was not something he wasn't familiar with. Yeah. So when he went to go do it himself in the name of this new God, it wasn't, I mean, obviously it's going to be a painful thing for him mentally and spiritually to do that to his own son, but it's not a foreign concept that he's like, Oh, you particular God, you Yahweh, you freaking suck because you're doing this and all my other gods in the past didn't tell me to do this because yeah. it's very likely that he witnessed it before. And here's where things get interesting is that the Bible is the first written account that we know of that states a God saying, don't follow through with it. So that's one example of you have this ultra primitive way of living life that was common and by faith, you could continue in that way of life like you would have with or without this God. However, he says you don't have to. So we're stepping one baby step forward in humanity toward being less barbaric. And then, and then likewise, when it says, you know, uh, one of the most hated passages in Scripture in the Old Testament is um, during the conquest of the Canaanites, you have... Uh, this whole passage, and I think it was Deuteronomy, where when they captured a city, when they destroyed them in battle, they could take the females, the women, as uh, captives of war back with them to be their their wives or slaves, whatever. Okay. Very, I'll wrap this point up. Very common, and it, it was common practice in, in ancient warfare that, that you would do that. Yeah. So it wasn't a foreign concept to them. However, when they brought back the law was stated, yes, you may take them to be your wife, but should you be displeased with them and desire to no longer be with them, you must dismiss them with respect. You're not to kill them. You're not to do this to them, to torture them or anything like that, which was common practice. So it's another baby step toward modern civilization. So when you look at the Bible through that lens, you see book after book after book of baby steps away from barbarism, even though looking back at it now, 
it's very much below our current level of civilization civilization so it's easy to put that's a barbaric book promoting barbarism when you could also look at it and say this has a lot of barbaric stuff in it compared to what we now experience but at the time it was written this was a monumental civil rights movement towards women's rights and towards children and stuff like that in many ways so it's just an interesting thing that i've been how does that relate though to my point i don't remember how we even got on it but <laughs> there was there was a reason for it well you you were mentioning the story of abraham and isaac for some reason no i was why. i was no i was talking about the fact that jesus had to like god's son literally had to be human sacrificed for the entire world to be free so my question is like why you know and this is a commonly posed question that is not answerable by the evangelical kind of group you know like if god if god wanted to set everyone free why the fuck did he have to kill a son to do it there's there's no reason behind it because because we were covered in sin and had to be redeemed so god literally had to die because of it like the the logic doesn't make sense when you really break it down and think about it like looking at it from a christian scope it's easy to accept it but looking at it taking the christian goggles off and just looking at it like okay okay i'm i'm covered in evil sin that has to be forgiven Okay, God, uh, okay, you have to die. You have to drain your blood. You have to give your life. Then I can be free. How does it make sense? That's a whole podcast in itself. I mean, yeah, I just, I see what you're saying. And I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's like, just t- taking, taking the Christian lens off. I have to say there's a lot of reason for skepticism there. Yeah. Um, but to say that the Christian argument doesn't make any sense, I think is no, just, just the atonement, the atonement doctrine makes zero sense at all. I mean, I think it's debatable. Like if you're getting down to not a couple core principles about who they believe God to be. Yes. Then if you're, it makes sense. No, with the goggles on, it makes sense. But when you take the goggles off. When you take the scriptures out, the mindset out, it literally, atonement makes zero sense. God had to die in order for everyone else to be free. Makes no sense at all. Okay. That's, I mean, that's that's what this guy was saying. It just, I don't know, I don't get it. Why, why did he have to die? Why couldn't he just, why couldn't he say, okay, just uh, say you're sorry and then <laughs> repent and actually turn to me? Why, why does it have to be Jesus has to die? Because they sacrificed animals in that day and that was their idea of atonement. So Jesus had to die to fulfill the ultimate atonement. I know that's the answer from a Christian perspective, from a Judeo-Christian perspective, but it still doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think for any um religion regardless of which one we're talking about that has a monotheistic or or even even a polytheistic view of God, um there's certain 
bias that goes into your kind of first notions about the character of God. And depending upon what you say, like the core fundamentals of God's character are, is going to determine your worldview of how he acts. So for the Christian and Jewish God of Yahweh, they have these preconceived notions that the one true God, because they believe in only one, is ultimately good and holy without any defect. Uh-huh. And that if anything should go against that nature, there has to be retribution. So if you're making that assumption, I can see, because I've been a part of it, I can see where they draw a lot of their conclusions from, from after that point. But if you're not making the assumption that God is without defect, pure and holy, and does not demand retribution, then any other possibilities, I mean, endless possibilities. So for somebody outside that realm of thinking, yeah, it doesn't have to make sense unless you put on certain goggles. But then you have, you know, other religions that can put on a separate pair of goggles and right. it looks totally different. So, right. Right. so that's where I'm kind of lost because it's like, you know, if truth is just relative and what is right just comes down to which pair of glasses I'm wearing. You know, if I was born in India, I'd be a Buddhist or a Hindu and I'd be worshiping a pantheon of gods and, you know... I'd be I'd be probably doing that. The evolu- you know? and the evolutionary theme is that we're all getting to a similar list of do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs based on what's necessary for our species to survive and thrive. Yeah, and I I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with like as a human race we're just constantly developing smarter thinking and we're developing morality and stuff regardless of where it came from i mean every culture every religion has you know the approximate and that's that's, same list of do's and don'ts that's rob bell's theory about the bible itself is that it's it's to be respected and revered for not the fact that it's like some holy divine book that's from the freaking heavens Mm -hmm. but because it's a book of history showing how mankind slowly became more and more civilized and higher thinking. Yeah. His, his theory is that it showed from the most rudimentary stories of creation, you know, basic poetry that was written down over years and years and years to actual chronology of actual events that happened, even if they were exaggerated and the change of thinking from we're going to do things the way we've done it forever to we're going to change things because they don't make sense little by little by little by little. What I like is whenever you see atheists and agnostics who can like respect religion and respect Christianity, like, you know, this professor that we've been talking about for the last hour, you know, he's a total agnostic, but he teaches at a Christian school. Um, You know, it's cool when you see people like that who, they don't necessarily believe it themselves, but they can respect it. And the thing is, even from an um, anthropological view, um, if you're looking at it from the mindset of, you know, maybe humans will one day evolve to the point where they don't 
we find the answers and we don't need to blame a, a god and worship a god for all the all the good and bad that's happened in the universe we can get to the point where we understand how we got here what's going on where we go from here you know i think that's a goal is to whether it's that or figure out which fucking god is real i think that's the goal is to figure out all the bullshit someday i'm totally okay with like being a full-on christian again if i can get to the point if we can get to the point where we literally find what is true and everything's not just looked at religiously through what pair of glasses you want to wear i mean because i can defend i could defend christianity yeah i i know the scriptures i know how to defend it i just don't think it's i i don't know if it's the proper way to defend it i don't know if it if that can be defended 100 percent. you have to look at it skewed yeah i totally agree you have to look at it from the aspect <laughs> of this is right the Bible is is correct. It can't be wrong. Otherwise, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that at all. You know, not anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to get into? Or do you need to get out of here? Any thoughts on your mind? Uh... Not, not in particular, not that it really pertain to this. I mean, you know me, I could go on and on about any tangent that we want to hit on regarding God or <laughs> yeah. whatever, but I mean, keeping it to topic here, um, let us know what you think, guys. If, yeah. if you liked this topic or if you think it's ridiculous to even assume these possibilities <laughs> let yeah. us know what you think either way we're gonna continue talking about what we think is uh good information but i just wanted to i want to get into everything you know i want to i want to move i don't know if you've checked like i've been updating the the statuses on the social medias and um you know what i, I want to talk about god i want to talk about religion philosophy science i want to talk about all these things with an open lens, yes, Christianity for sure, but let's talk about everything else as well. Let's talk about the other possibilities because I don't want to just sit here forever and say what I don't like about Christianity. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that I for mean, the next it, five years of my life. It gets old and the list never ends, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, so, I've got a list of things I don't like about Christians. We can go on about that, yeah. but well, I don't want to sit here and do that. Ultimately, my list of things against the lifestyle of Christianity and, and what it's based on is no longer than my list of griefs against other walks of life as well. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it might, there might be more emotions attached to it just based on my life history. But at the end of the day, I mean, there was a reason for a long time I subscribed to the Christian way of life and not other given walks because even back then I realized how, <laughs> Uh, raunchy they were or how incorrect they obviously were or whatever and yeah you know and i still think that about most of it i mean with minor exceptions you know yeah so. we'll figure all that out one day we'll get through this all and or maybe not or maybe not that's okay maybe we'll be searching forever yeah well either way works for me well until next time guys 
Um, get over to the Facebook, follow, like that page. Um, join the Facebook group. Get involved with us. Go over to Twitter, follow us. Uh, we're gonna we put a lot of updates on both of them. I post a lot on Twitter. I mean, I tweet probably 20, 30 times a day. <laughs> I'm a little obsessive with it, but I interact with a lot of people and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some cool interviews coming up. This was just kind of like a off the cuff type thing. I just wanted to talk about simulation theory and we got into some other religious banter at the end, which was fun. But uh, head over to iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. And until next time, we will see you later. See you.